Welcome back everybody, this is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888 and today we've got another gun gripe episode for you. Um, guys, I hate to say it, but we're going to have quite a few gun gripes coming out. Uh, I'm sure in the next two years, now that midterms are out of the way, there's going to be some stuff coming down the pipeline and uh, in Maryland there's been the first uh, unfortunate uh, issue, well, let's just say casualty, casualty. Victim? Victim, if you will. I mean, I guess it depends on which way you want to look at it. Let's just say the first casualties occurred in Maryland related to red flag laws. So we'd like to take a moment in this video to discuss the dangers of red flag laws. And um, in case you don't know what red flag laws are, a red flag law essentially is a law where, you know, of course there's standards for the way that the information is passed on to law enforcement. But it's basically a law where a family member or I think it has to be a family member or a close relative or someone like that can literally go, Oh, Uncle Bob is off his meds. He's acting crazy. He's threatening people. And he's got and guns. I, he's got guns, and I think he's a danger to society, and we need to do something about it. You could literally, like, turn in a family member for being dangerous. Mm. And under red flag laws, the law enforcement can go over there and seize the firearms and, I guess, deal with the situation. And then, as Trump would say, take the guns first and do, worry about later, due process, process later. later yeah. Well, there's an issue with that. Red flag laws are dangerous because, yes, there is a lack of due process. I mean, innocent until proven guilty. The there is no of, due process the, in right, that but situation. The, the innocent, <laughs> you know, the, the, the burden of proof is on the establishment to determine if you're a danger to society or if, if they are who you say you are. The point is it's dangerous because people can react emotionally to a situation which can result in not only a person, in this case, dying, mm -hmm. It could also involve law enforcement officers' life being in danger as well because, you know, just like no-knock warrants, they knock on the door, Joe Blow's like, it's 5 a.m., you got sleep in your eyes, you just woke up, you think somebody's breaking in your door trying to hurt you and your family, and you shoot them, oh, there's a big misunderstanding, of course they kill you, and it's just this big to-do. It's scary, you know, to think that just because of misunderstanding, you could die in the middle of the night just because somebody wants to be a jerk and, you know... Mm -hmm. That's is, what we're dealing with. Yeah. So uh, this happened in Maryland. This was a House Bill 1302, which passed in Maryland um, and took effect in October. And uh, this article I was reading, it was said that they had um, uh, says gun confiscations under Maryland's new extreme risk protection orders, better known as their red flag gun law, claimed the first victim, 60, uh, 61 year old Gary J. Willis, was shot and killed at his home while police were serving a protective order to confiscate his firearms. Uh, let's see. Uh, under the new law, which took effect last month, gun owners can have their firearms confiscated through the judge's order if they are deemed a risk to themselves or others. But like Eric said, you know, it's it takes a, a good sob story and a sympathetic judge in order to get the order placed, you know, for this this red flag incursion or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, it can't be like a swatting, right? Like you guys have heard of swatting, yeah. where basically, you know, some guy discovers the address of somebody he doesn't like and then goes, oh, uh, he threatened me and did this and that and tells some mm -hmm. bullcrap story and then the SWAT team, hub, 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 you know, kicks in the door and it's, mm -hmm. a, you know, the swatting thing. It's not quite like that. They can't just say, hey, hey go take this guy's guns. I'm scared mm -hmm. of him. Like, you can't be, I don't know, loading a gun case and going out to the range and your neighbor goes, oh, God. Of course, that's what Hillary wanted you to do. Remember, if you remember what this, the stuff that Hillary Clinton was saying, she's like, oh, if you see something dangerous, you should report it which is basically a roundabout way of saying, hey, tell on your neighbors. If he's got a gun, call and be a fly in the ointment. Yep. <clears throat> it can't um, be that simple, guys. But 
To be deemed a risk, someone must file a petition with the court. It can be law enforcement, a health professional, spouse, family member, past or present boyfriend or girlfriend, or a current or former legal guardian. Um, and this is, you know how the, the media is. I've read several of these stories, and they all just are regurgitating the same stuff. But according to reports, Willis answered the door with a firearm in his hands when two police officers uh, went to serve the order shortly after 5 a.m. The specific time was 5.17 a.m. that I read in another report. He put the gun down, but then when officers served him the order, he became irate and grabbed his gun. Uh, one officer tried to take the gun from him. A shot was fired. The other officer shot Willis. He died at the scene. Neither officer nor anyone else in the house was injured. I mean, really? Yeah, so someone... Of course someone's going to be upset. Someone's knocking on your door at 5 o'clock in the morning. Nobody should be at your door at 5 o'clock in the morning. So what is any red-blooded American going to do? They're going to take a gun with them and see what's going on. Right. You know, but whether this... You know how this, this stuff happens. And look, I'm not going to say that I don't like cops, but I don't like some cops, you know? And just some of the stuff that you see out there, but... Who's to say that that's exactly what happened? Did he become irate, or did he just go to maybe pick up his gun and move it, or put or it somewhere did, else? Or did he just open the door and they go bang? You don't know. It's their story against yours. But and, th- this is yeah. scary stuff. I mean, yeah. But the 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 order has to be issued. But still, this is a gun confiscation law. If you if someone thinks or just says that you are acting a certain way or whatever, or hell, it could be as simple as we got Thanksgiving coming up. You know what happens at Thanksgiving with families who are kind of divided, you know, where the waters are parted politically. Yes. And some heated discussions can happen. It happens in my family all the time. All okay? it takes is when your anti-gun in-laws going, oh, well, that Uncle Bob's got a shotgun. He's dangerous. Oh, I don't like what he said. I don't like what he said at Thanksgiving. He was saying some really crazy stuff. Right. And I think that he should she, he, he should be checked out or whatever. And I think you should go take his guns because I think he's a danger. All it takes is some leftist liberal judge to say, oh yeah, that, that sounds scary. Sign it off. And then the cops are at your door at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. And why? Because some family member decided that you were a danger to yourself. Oh, really? Are you a health professional? Are you a psychologist? And, and you, honestly, I don't care really? if somebody's a health professional or not. I, like if I go to a doctor and let's just say my doctor was to say, do you own guns? I, I'm going to lie. I'm going to say no. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I don't know why that's relevant. I, I, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to be like, no. Mm-hmm. But it, it, All right. You know, it's, it's bull crap that everybody wants to hold gun owners under their thumb like we're the devil. But it's really, it's just crazy to think that there's so many aspects of our society where, you know, years ago when gun, gun ownership was just such a socially acceptable thing, and now it just seems like if you're a gun owner, you're the devil. And everybody wants to paint us with the worst possible brush that they can. And they don't realize that most of us just want to protect our families. We want to go out and hunt. We want to do our thing. We want to carry our gun, protect ourselves, protect our communities. We want to be responsible in our community. You know, we want to share our sportsmanship heritage with our youth. I mean, that's what the cornerstone of the Second Amendment is the entire sort of what all of that encompasses is our family, our friends, our our safety, our communities, our, our ability to go out and hunt food, our ability to go out and take down predators like coyotes and foxes or things like that. So they just want to paint us with this devil paintbrush because mm-hmm. all they see is the worst possible aspects of that society that they can. They see the gangbangers and the rapists and the, the killers and all the people out here doing all the stupid crap and all the people in rap videos pointing their gats up in the air like that's gun ownership to them. Like they don't see... 
the positive aspects of it. They only see the most negative aspects, and that is what they draw their conclusions from, is all the people that make us all look bad. Well, it's just like you never see the, you never see the headlines or the stories out there about all the people that defended themselves or their families or others with firearms on a daily basis. And we've talked about that before, too. Right. You know, you have to, you have to read the American Rifleman or, or another pro-gun magazine to be able to see those stories. They'd never put that on pro-gun or uh, on the uh, mainstream media because it's pro-gun. You know, why would we want to, uh, why would we want to support uh, the, the use of firearms in self-defense scenarios when that doesn't go with our narrative? You know, I can't help but think that, that maybe they knew the outcome of this and what it was going to be and that they chose this guy to make an example well, of him. Well, look, you know? <sighs> there, was, uh, there was one article I read where they had issued about half of the uh, re- extreme risk protection orders that judges around Maryland had been presented with. So they're not issuing them all, but they are issuing some for sure. And this kind of crap, you're going to keep seeing stories like this where cops show up at somebody's door in the morning early Something happens and someone gets shot, and, and it may not always be the homeowner. You know, there, there, it's, there's it's been situations be, with no not warrants where cops go to the wrong house. Oh my God, dude! Yeah, so I mean, I, yeah, what? It, okay, some you're serving a no or a, a, a no knock warrant or whatever on on me when I'm not the person that needs to be served. Really? I, what? I'm just an unfortunate victim, or I mean, well, how does that work? Where's, who, whose head gets... Uh, who's accountable? Yeah, whose head gets put on the chopping block for that? So, I mean, right. and, and look, I'm not trying to be, you know, weird here or anything, but, you know, you get a no-knock warrant, all you know is there's some guy in your house, you shoot them all, it turns out they're all police, and, and you get... Either they come in with a SWAT team and kill the crap out of you and your entire family and your dogs. Oh, they're going to get your dogs. Oh, they always get your dogs, or, just like or, the ATF. Or two, you go to jail... For defending yourself because yep. they were in the wrong, but but no, they're Ugh. they're they're the authority. So you were in the wrong. All right, heck with that. I got a. You don't even want to get me started on all that mess. All right, what makes this law so dangerous is the fear of missing a shooter, like a mass shooter. No judge wants to be the first to deny a petition for someone who later commits acts of violence with a firearm. All right, so they're trying to prevent crime. That's, that's a bullcrap way of saying sign off on everyone that yeah. comes across. So that's the desk. that's the whole thing. This is all about preventing crime and public safety. Everything is always in the in the like veil of public safety. That's how the stuff gets put out there. You know, especially ballot initiatives. They get put out there because it sounds good. Oh, it'll make it'll make it safer for the public. Blah blah blah. Really? Yeah. All right. So uh, that's why around half have been granted. Uh, if the reason seems compelling, judges are going to side with the petitioner and force the gun owner to sort it out later in court. Um, it's also a decision that's impossible to get wrong. Who's to say that if the guns weren't confiscated, that the owner wouldn't have gone out and harmed themselves or others? Uh, gun violence in general and mass shootings in particular, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, the Capitol Gazette shooting is what prompted this law. That happened in Maryland. Um, let's see. Yakety yak. The fear of such events put people in a vulnerable frame of mind of accepting such laws for their own protection. Laws like these will not help. A closer examination of shooters in recent years indicate trends of expressed anger, mental illness, isolationist behavior. It seems nearly universal among shooters, especially those who commit premeditated attacks. Unfortunately, these traits are also found in millions of other Americans who would never commit such crimes. They're trying to prevent all this stuff, and it's just, it's the same, 
It's the same song and dance that you always see. It's like, oh, well, we got to take this away or we got to put this law in place because someone committed this crime, which is already illegal, but we need more laws because that'll make it better. Now, now look, you know, you look at like Trump, you know, I disagree with Trump's statement. When Trump said, oh, well, we'll take the guns first and we'll worry about due process later. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I disagree with that statement. However, and I'm not trying to say I agree with the statement by saying this, there, there's some things about it that tick me off too, okay? If somebody showed up at my house, you know, would I, would I go out guns blazing? Or would I just go, well, you know what? I know I'm not in the wrong. Let them take the stupid guns and we'll sort it out later. But why should it have to be that mentality? Why should I have to accept strange people being in my house, taking my my property why should away you have that to belongs accept, to me? Why should you have to accept an unconstitutional right. law. It's just not something I'm willing to accept that. But what I'm saying is, there's there's part of me, and, and I, I go through this process in my head where I'm thinking, okay, you know, you think, all right, it can never happen to you, it can never happen to you. Well, there's multiple personalities getting to you? Uh, no, but, but you think, <laughs> you know, you think it can never happen to you. Well, then you start thinking, all right, what if it did happen to you? Yeah. And like this process went through my head. I'm thinking, what if it did happen to me? What would happen? I mean, so you've got... They're going to be like, holy crap, you're going to need a van or whatever, you know, with a trailer for one. But then two, the thing is, you know, and, and, and look, oh, I, I know this may not matter to anybody. And this is probably mm. just a completely moot point that doesn't mm. matter at all in this situation. But, yeah, here I am thinking, you know, I got like really, really collectible guns. They're going to throw them in a barrel. And, you know, they're going to chunk them suckers in a dang barrel. They're going to get scratched up and rusted to heck and back. And, you know, they're not going to treat your crap with any kind of respect or nothing like that. And here I am thinking, man, how mad would I be to go to court and know that I got it sorted out, but then get my guns back and they're covered in red fingerprints where they just threw them in barrels, scratches all up and down the sides of the stocks, you know, sights missing off of them because, you know, the cops are going to be like, ooh, they caught with a quick release, you know they're going to take your crap. You they're think, not going to treat your stuff with no respect yeah, or you, anything. Do you think that the person cataloging all that stuff is going to be 100% correct? They don't in, give in, a crap. You know, in cataloging all that stuff, you're going to be missing guns. You're going to be fighting with the police for you're years. You're going to be missing guns. You're going to be missing optics yep. and accessories. There, you're going to have scratches and rust and bull crap all there over are your people, guns. That are, there are people that have had guns confiscated for stupid reasons that have been trying to get them back for years. I know one person who's had a gun missing, missing in, in police evidence locally for 10 years. Right. Really? Yeah. Really? So see, that's the scary thing about it. It's, you know, th- there's always going to be different sides to that argument. Well, the argument of, well, I have nothing to hide. If, you know, I'm a law-abiding person, I'm, I'm not a threat to anybody, I, I don't intend anybody any harm... This is a giant misunderstanding, and look, I'll come quietly. You just do what you need to do. Take take the guns, and we'll sort it out later. But, yeah, but that's a giant inconvenience. It's expensive. It disenfranchises a lot of people who may not have the money to fight a lengthy court battle with, you know, with, with all of the, with, with the, your accuser, right? So it disenfranchises a lot of people. Not to mention, some folks may have a lot of valuable and collectible guns. Mm-hmm. are going to get messed. I, I, and look, I, I'm not trying to make it out like that's the only Achilles heel there, mm-hmm. but... It's just not good because what it does is it sets a precedence that, oh, you have no rights until we tell you you have rights. That is the scary thing about it. Oh, well, you're (laughs) guilty. Oh, no, no, no. We're coming in here. We're taking everything. You are guilty, young man. 
Because you were, like mom, you know, <laughs> like mom coming in the bedroom and just knowing, oh no, you're guilty. You you did it. I know who did it. And then all of a sudden later they figure out, oh well, it wasn't oh, you. Oh, we're yeah. we're sorry. We're sorry for all that trouble. We're sorry. Oh, we well, shot we're your sorry dog. we shot your dog. You know, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's not good enough. You know, speaking of that, it's really funny. But if you guys don't follow it, you should follow the ATF's Instagram page. And get some popcorn and just start reading comments. It is quite humorous. They try. To, they do try really hard. And they, don't they? they don't ever respond to any comments, but sitting through that comment section, oh, it's just oh, it's glorious. Yeah, I, I could just glorious. see like the the morning meeting of like the ATF hierarchy, <laughs> right? And I, I could just picture I could picture like some guy going, All right, well now that that order of business is out of the way, all right, social media, how things going? And and they just go <laughs> Wonderful, sir. Everything, just, everything's like, going swimmingly according as planned, sir. Well, that's great. That's great. All right, all right moving move on. on. <laughs> like you know, and then of course the social media person. Yeah, look, make this into a meme. I mean, come oh on. gosh, they they know they know they're in the wrong. They know everybody hates their guts. Now, Nobody likes the bearer of bad news, and it's gonna, a consistent. <laughs> Bearing of bad news. <laughs> They're going to wonder where like those thousand new followers came from. It's like, oh man, we must be doing sorry. Oh, never mind. It's like, <laughs> we're making you do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Oh, God. Sorry, scary. I had to throw that out there. It's Just... scary, man. And, and look, look. Red flag red flag uh, laws, bad. No no bad. No bad law. No no red flag law. Not good. I don't <laughs> agree with it. Red flag it's... law, bad. It's very bad. Very bad. I, no pass. No I, pass. I, I don't think it's a good idea. It's 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 sketchy. It's scary. It leaves well, too many doors open. Look, it, what's what's even scarier subject though? Subject to interpretation. What's even scarier though are I have said this before in previous videos is this move toward ballot initiatives. Every two years, ballot initiatives mm-hmm. because you're getting like that you're getting the public involved and you're just putting this sweet little sweet little thing on this ballot that sounds all nice and pretty. Just like what happened in Washington recently. And people are saying, oh, that sounds good. Public safety. Public safety. So I'll tell you what. Why don't we... All right, look. So we're going to push for some ballot initiatives here in Georgia. I think what we'll do, we'll talk to, we'll talk to Governor Kemp, and we'll, we'll have a chat with him. And we'll be like, hey, let's, let's do a ballot initiative and call it the Safe Hunters Act. And uh, it'll be a measure to make uh, firearms more hearing friendly and allow for... Uh, Georgia hunters to manufacture their own suppressors for use on their hunting rifles, and hmm. and and be too bad completely yeah. Too bad it doesn't coincide with federal law, just like that stuff that happened in Kansas a long time ago. Bah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, no matter how you feel about red flag laws, you have to understand that it is a slippery slope. It is a series of slippery slopes. I'm talking. It starts on a slope, and you go whoa, whoa, whoa. And then you get you get your footing and you realize you look down and there's like a hundred more feet to go. It, it, it's just there's no way that series of unfortunate slippery slopes. And then when you get is to the, not going to end well. When you get to the bottom, you loop up and you start all over again. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you get to the bottom and there's there's nothing down there but rocks. Like it's it. There's, Ooh, there's sharp not, rocks. There's not, Volcanic yeah, yeah. rocks. No, no, there's yeah. not. There's not water. There's not a trampoline. It's just Ooh. rocks. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's it. It can't end well for anybody. It's a bad idea, and it shouldn't even be a thing. But anyway, that's our thoughts on it, that guys. Looks, thank you for safe. watching today's video. We really appreciate all of you. Unfortunately, we're going to be cutting a lot more gun gripes. I hate to get into political territory. It drives me nuts. I can't stand having to talk about it. But we have to be politically active. 
We have to make sure we're contacting our reps. Make sure they yeah. understand that we don't support a lot of this bull crap they're trying to shove yeah. down our throats. It's not fair. It's not fair to anybody. It's a step in the wrong direction. It's a step backwards. Hmm. We well, have to promote freedom. We have to move forward with freedom. Let it bloom. Let it blossom. We shouldn't suppress freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't like this crap much either. But the thing is, guns are political. Bottom line. They are. And you have to be politically active if you are a gun owner. If you are not, then guess what? You're just a complacent side sitter, and whatever happens, you can't complain about it. And they're like, oh well, I don't like that. Well, did you get out and you did know? You vote? Did were you an advocate against this for the two years that it's been? Blah blah blah. No. Well, oh well. Or, were, or were you somebody who's predominant? In the social media world, in the 2A community, and you didn't do anything about it? That's another gripe in itself. That's a gripe in itself is the people that have these large gun channels, and they don't fight, man. They, they, don't, they don't take it to anybody. It's just an entertainment thing for them, and they, they just do not care about whether or not you have what you have as long as they have what they have, and they're just completely okay with coasting along on the backs of the Second Amendment and making a living using the Second Amendment but not fighting for the Second Amendment. And those people are harmed, too, and we have to just be careful of that. Guys, thank you for watching today's video. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, special thanks to all of our ManCan supporters. If you guys subscribe to or purchase ManCans, thank you very much for your support. It means a lot to us. Also, our Patreon uh, supporters, thank you very much for donating. All the funds that we earn for merchandise sales, uh, apparel, anything we sell on the website, if you go to www.irakveteran8888.com, Check out all of our sale items, our apparel, anything you buy on the website, including man cans, all goes back to supporting the channel. Guys, if you love the channel and you love these videos, consider donating a few bucks on Patreon or purchasing a product to help support our efforts. That's the most direct way that you can support our channel. So if you love our channel and you want to help, that's how you can help. Thank you very much. Thanks for watching. Many more videos on the way. We'll see you next time. See you guys.